So today's share should be for Fuh Shlema, for some undergoing surgery, Yosef Noam ben Rachel, and for all Chole Yisrael. Okay, so we are on the last line on Tess Zion Amud Beis. We had all these Amorarim were giving Tfilos that they were adding on after Shmona Esrei. We went through, we saw last week, we had Ravo gave the, what we now say for Shabbos Mevarchim, for the Tfilah, for benching Rosh Chodesh. Now we are on the very, very last line of Tezayin Amad Beis. It says, Rav Safra, Basar Tzlose, after Rav Safra finished davening, Minish Monesrei, Amar he would say the following, Yiratam Mufanech Hashem Lokeinu, may it be the will of Kodesh Baruch Hashem, Shalom, Bepamalia Shalmalia, can you go ahead please and give peace, there should be, uh, tranquility and peace and no fighting amongst in the in the klapishmaya in the nations of, uh, that are upstairs. Meaning, Rashi points out that whenever you have the angels of certain nations fighting upstairs, it leads to war on earth. So he says there should be no more war. Meaning, let all the constellations and all the angels upstairs be in unison with each other. No fighting. And also similarly, all the chachamim that are down here and earth, let there be uh, shalom. Similarly, amongst the Talmidim who go ahead and are Osek, who are involved themselves, immerse themselves in your Torah, whether they are Osek, whether they are learning Torah for the true, real purposes, or or whether they have ulterior motives. And, and he continues, and he ends off his Tefillah, and all those who are learning Torah, Without the proper intentions, Yerusha, Yerusha may be your will, she, you oskin l'shma, that they eventually turn the corner and they eventually see the inherent value uh, of learning and they do it for the right purposes. Tosfos says, by the way, there are two, per, there are two the last Tosfos on the daf, Hosef Shalom What are the two possibilities that a person can go ahead and learn Torah Shalom One is that he's learning just for the purpose of fighting with other people, meaning he could argue, he could up, shlug up other Tamit Chachamim, or he's doing it for his own kavod. Okay, next. <clears throat> next filler, Rabbi Alexandri, Basar Tzlosi, Rabbi Alexandri, after he finished davening, Amar Hachi, he would say the following filler. He wrote some Lufanach Hashem, Lokeinu, Shatami, Dinu, Bikaren, Ora. He's talking about the Golos, and that you can please go ahead and put us in a corner that has light in it. Don't put us in a dark corner. Don't forget about us in the Golos. Don't pain us. Please don't cause our hearts any pain. And please don't dim our eyesight. Okay. <clears throat> those who say that heart that this tefillah was really from Rav Amnuna Matzleha, and Rav Alexandri gave the following one, the one that we just said about the, the being in the light corner, not in the dark corner, was really attributed to someone else. <clears throat> and rather, Rav Alexandri said the following, Basar Demasli, after he finished his monastery, Amar, he would say the following, Ribon HaAlami, Master of the world, it is known before you that our intentions, we desire to do your will. Umima Akev, who is the one that holds us back? prevents us from fulfilling your will, a very, very famous phrase, Seor Shabi Isa. <clears throat> if you look at Rashi, what is the yeast in the dough referring to? The third line, Seor Shabi Isa, Yetzer Hara Shalivavenu Hachmitzanu. This just as yeast messes up the dough, so too the Yetzer messes up and give us, gives us the wrong advice. So he's basically saying that, HaKadosh <clears throat> Baruch you should go ahead and try to uh, re- please realize that we try to do what we what we can to to please you. However, sometimes we are being pulled in a different direction from the Seor Shab Isa, which is a euphemism for the Yetzirah. 
Similarly, and also v'shibur malchios. And shibur malchios is if we're subjugated under foreign rule, that also can prevent us. And it's interesting. Some say that the source should be Isa, the Yetzirah pulls us back from the Los Ases. It helps us violate the Los Ases. Welcome back. Mazel tov. <clears throat> so he just celebrated his son's bar mitzvah at the Kotel a couple weeks ago. It's good to have you back, Jason. So we say that the Los Ases, the Yetzirah, forces us to do the Los Ases. And the Shibun Malchios, when we're subjugated by foreign rule, it prevents us from doing the Ases. We know there were there were rules, foreign rules, that said don't do Shabbos, don't learn Torah, don't Mila, Kiddush HaChodesh. So it's referring to that both the Los Ases, we have a, we have a negative influence, meaning the Yetzirah, and even the Ases, we have a negative influence, the Shibun Malchios, the subjugation from foreign rules. However, it concludes, Rav Alexandri says, May it be your will, that you save us from their hands, and that you allow us, you return us, to fulfill and to complete the tasks and the responsibilities that we have, your chukim, your laws, in a full with a full heart. Rava, after Rava Davin Basat Slosi Amarachi, he would say the following, and this we're going to take a little bit of a tangent after this one. Elohai, my God, Until I was born, I was not worthy. I wasn't considered even worthy to be born. Now that I was created and born. I'm worthless. If I was never created, I'm completely worthless. Why? What am I compared to? Offer ani bechayai. I'm considered dirt while I'm alive. The kalvachomer, and certainly if I'm considered dirt while I'm alive, even more so bimisasi. After I go ahead and I move on to olam ms. I am like a vessel that is filled with the shame and humiliation because of the all the. Averos that I that I've done, he rotsam al fanecha Hashem lokai shaloch tod may be the will of Kadosh Baruch Hu that I no longer sin umashech atati lefanecha and that which I've already sinned and transgressed before you, please marek, please remove them, erase them barachamecha rabim with your great mercy. However, do not give me kapara avalo ayidei yisur mechalim or I don't want to have any <clears throat> any uh, tribulations. I don't want it to be through suffering. In other words, if you're going to wipe my slate clean, please do it through Rachmanos and not by giving me uh, uh, challenges. And this is what Rabbi used to have as part of his Vido Yom Kippur. You know we say this after the Alchets. This paragraph has made its way into the, into the Siddur, into the Machsar. We say this after the Alchets, right? Okay. Now, before we get to this, the next piece, I just want to suggest as follows. I heard a very, very nice piece that puts this all together. Rava here is giving the ultimate level of anivos. This is the great Rava. He's saying, I'm considered dirt, and if I'm considered dirt while I'm alive, even more while I'm dead. But even while I'm alive, this is the great Rava. We know that whenever we have a machlokas between Abaye and Rava, other than six cases, the Ya'al Kigam, we always paskin like, Rava. Ya'al Yud is the Yesh Lomidas, if you, right, if you lose something and you don't know that you lost it, can, does the finder keep it? Can he keep it? Does he own it? All, six different cases. By and large, <clears throat> whenever Abaye and his Bar Plukta Rava argue, we always paskin like Rava. It's interesting, by the way, when it comes to Klolei Psak, when it comes to who to paskin like, we would think, you, we would paskin like the bigger lamdin. Whoever is the greater, whoever is the sharper one, we would paskin like him. However, that's not always the case. The Gemara in Yuvamos <clears throat> discusses that between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, who was the more sharper one? 
who had the more insight? Who was the big alam donim? Beishamai. It says they were sharper. Their analysis, their their their, their insights into the halacha was always sharper than Beis Hillel. And who do we paskin like? Beis Almost Hillel. always like Beis Hillel. So the Gemara gives us following. The Gemara in Erevin, Daf Yud Gimel says as follows. For three years, Beis and Beis were in constant argument. Beis would say the halacha is like us. Until a heavenly voice came out from Shemaim and said as follows. The famous phrase, Both the words of Beis and the words of Beis Hillel have credence. They're both And this is a Kodesh Baruch saying, Abbaskal, and Erev and Yud Gimel, one of the more famous Dapim and Shas. Even though both have validity, validity and are legitimate, the halacha is like Beis Hillel, says the Baskal. Why? If you're telling me that they both have valid positions, both Beis Hillel and Beis Shami have valid positions, why did the Baskal come out and say that halacha is like Beis Hillel? Because the Gemara says, Exactly. They were more proper, they were more, um, they were Balei Chesed, they never got insulted, they never knocked Beishamai, they were more, uh, their Ben Adam L'chavera was sharper. Bishonim Divrayim Bedivrei Beishamai, and whenever they would go ahead and they would teach their opinion and the halach and the opinion of Beishamai, they were always, they would always put Beishamai's words before them. Their Ben Adam L'chavero excelled more than Beishamai's. They were both very sharp. In fact, the Gemara Nivama says Beishamai's insights were usually more, more, um, more sharp. However, Beis Hillel acted differently. They never, they never got insulted. They didn't knock Beishamai. They always gave Beishamai's opinion first. It's interesting. The Gemara in, this one also probably, maybe the most famous Daf and Shas, or at least certainly one of the top ones, Gemara Shabbos, Daf and Aleph. <clears throat> The Gemara there discusses the six questions we're all going to be asked when we go up to Shavarim. Asak the Perver River, we discussed many times what that means. Kavati to Torah, did you wait for Mashiach, so on and so forth. The Gemara also there discusses that there was these two chutzpanyaks who made a bet with each other for 400 zuz, which was an insurmountable amount of money. 400 always suggests, we discussed many times, 400 is a very, very large number. When Ephron tried to cheat Avram, he said, take it for free. He says, no, okay, Arbameos. Shekel, for 400 shekel. When Asaph was coming with, with Yaakov, it says there were 400 men with him. It doesn't literally mean 400 men. It means that it was an army with him. But what's the last letter of the Aleph base? Tough. Tough is 400 gematria. It just means it's, it's the biggest number. It's a huge number. They bet 400 zuz to see who can anger Hillel. They made a bet for 400 zuz if I can anger Hillel. So what happens? So it comes as follows. Gemara says as follows. It says... The Gemara says in Shabbos, it says, Everyone should always be an unov, a humble, modest person like Hillel, and don't be such a, uh, someone who gets quick to anger like Shammai. There were two people who were instigating each other, and they made a bet. Whoever can go and anger Hillel, Whoever, which one of us succeeds in angering Hillel will win 400 zoos. They made a bet at Hillel's expense. Omar Echad Mehem, Ani Says, one guy took it up, I'll take it up. I'll, I'll accept the challenge. 
I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to anger Hillel. I'm going to win 400 Zuz. Also, Ayom Erev Shabbos, this was Friday afternoon. Hillel was shampooing his hair. So this chutzpanyak knocked on Hillel's door. Omar, Mikan Hillel, is Hillel inside? Nisatev, so Sneosi got dressed, he put on a robe, he put on a towel, he went to the cross, he went outside to, uh, to, to, to greet this person. Omar Lo, Bini, Matamakesh, my son. He didn't know the guy. Bini, Matamakesh, what are you asking? Omar Lo, I have one question for you, the great Hillel. Omar Lo, Shal Bini, again, ask my son. Shal, he asks as follows. Why are the heads of Babylonians oval shaped? Now he was trying to shtach Hillel because Hillel was from, from Bavel. Amar lo bini, she'ela to gedola sh'alta. The third time he calls him my son. He says, you asked a great question. Because uh, their midwives are not very good and when they take out the babies, when they're being born, they don't reshape the heads. So they're stuck like that forever. Okay, the guy goes away. Good. He waits one hour, this chutzpanyak. Chazav Amar, he goes back. Hillel didn't lose his cool with that stupid question. Comes back, Mikan Hillel. He knocks his Hillel there. So he says, Nisatif Yatsikosa. So once again, Hillel's probably getting ready for Shabbos. And he gets dressed again, puts on a robe. Amarlo Bini, Matam Kesh. What's your question? Amarlo Shaila Yeshli Shol. I have one question to ask you. So Amarlo Shal Bini, please ask. Sha'al, he asked the following. He says, Why are the eyes of the residents who live in Tamar they're a little bleary? They're not, they don't see so clearly. So Amr Lopini said to him, Shayla Gadolta Shad, yeah, that's a good question. Because they live in the desert or in the areas where there's a lot of dust storms, and so that the wind doesn't get in their eyes. Or so I'm sorry, for all the sun that gets the sand that's gotten in their eyes, their eyes, their their sight, their vision is somewhat compromised. Okay, Hilo didn't lose his cool. Halach, the guy left. For him he comes back an hour later. The third time he's coming back. Mikan Hillel, knock knock. Mikan Hillel, is Hillel home? Is Hillel home? Is Atif Yatsik Kosa? Once again, Hillel gets dressed. Amalo Bini, Matam Kish, what are you asking? Amalo Shayla Yishlu. I have one question. So, Shal Bini, Shal, ask. Why are their legs or their feet? My Galeim Shalaf Freakim Rechavos. Why are the feet of Africans so wide? He's asking Hillel, the great Hillel, these stupid questions on Erev Shabbos. That's question number three. So, Amalo, so Hillel. Benachas answers him, Bini Sheila Gadolta Shalta. You asked a wonderful question, very penetrating question. Because they live in these swampy lands, and in order for them to maintain their, their balance so they don't fall, Hashem gave them wider feet. I have so many questions to ask you, I'm not even done, the guy says. I am afraid that you're going to get angry with me. Otherwise, I have dozens of more questions to ask you. Nisatev Yashiv Alafanov. So Hillel went back in and said, Give me a second. He put on something a little more, uh, more permanent. And he sat down. Whatever questions you have, even the next 15, 20 questions, fine, ask me. So finally, this guy lost and said, You're the person they call the Prince of Israel? So Hillel said, Yes. If you really are this person, there should be no more of you. Be no more of you. Why? Bini, ma, bipnei ma. Why are you saying this? Because of you, I lost four hundred zuz. That's exactly correct. Amarlam neshi barata yatcha. Excellent. Whoever gave him the punchline, Shlomo, very good. And Elliot, very good. Bipnei neshi barata yatcha. Arba zuz. Because of you, I lost four hundred zuz. So Hillel responds. Amarlo, 
Have zar beruchacha. You should watch your spirit. Kedai who hilal shatab yado arim yazuz arim yazuz vehilal yakpid. You could have lost another four hundred. You could have lost eight hundred. I'm never going to be makpid. This was hilal. The point of the story is that this was Hillel. Hillel was such an amazing person. It's possible that we see the Bain Adam, and, and by the way, the Gemara goes on to talk about the famous story that a ger, on that daf, a ger came to, Sham, to, Beishama, to Shammai and said, teach me Torah, threw him out. And one what? And what did Hillel say? It doesn't say, yeah, it doesn't say, that's amazing. It says, don't, whatever you hate, don't do to your friends. We, over the years, we, we played the game telephone, we changed it, but he says, what, what you hate, don't do to your friend. But we see the difference between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Beis Shammai's response was different. Not Beis Shammai, Shammai's response was different, Hillel's response was different. So it's possible that this has carried down the reason why we always paskin like Rava, by, except for those six cases, is because we see from the Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai that it's not just when it comes to Klali Psak, who we posking like, that who's the bigger Lamdan? We see the, the Ben Adam, the Chavero, is a big player here. Yotza Baskol of Amra, Halacha Kebeis Hillel. The Baskol came out and said, even though Elu Elo Divre Lokim Chayim, they're both valid, they both have street cred. They're talking about Hillel and Shammai, Beis Hillel and Shammai, the two powerhouses. But yet, Akash Baruch says, we posking like because they were the nicer ones. They were the ones who gave kavod to Beis Shammai more than Beis Shammai gave kavod. When they gave out both possibilities, you could learn the Gemara like this or like this. They gave Beis Shammai's answer first. And we see it actually stemmed from their teachers. You see how Hillel responded. You couldn't get him angry. He said, I'll ask me 20, this was Erev Shabbos. And the guy couldn't get him angry. I heard my son just came back from Eretz Yisrael last night. And um, he saw me learning this morning. And he came over and just said two beautiful points. Just looking at the Gemara, Baruch Hashem, he's, he's a big time of and He said to me, he heard from Rav Daniel Kalish, who's the, the Rosh Shiva of Waterbury, he said something so beautiful. We see that Hillel called this person Bini. In each conversation, he called him three times Bini. Three times he called him Bini. So Rav Kalish wanted to say something beautiful. We know that in the Geras Haramban, the Geras Haramban, it says, the Ramban says to his son, Tisnoik Tarmi Ladaber called Varecha Benachas, Always try to speak to your, to your, however you're speaking to, in benachas, very gently, gently relaxed. And through this, you will be saved through the kas. He doesn't say that you won't irritate the person that you're speaking to. It's talking about you won't, not just that, right? You will be saved. The Gemara is going to say next off, we're going to see, a gentle response will always allay the anger, the wrath of the person you're speaking to. However, but if you give a harsh word, it provokes anger. Hillel said, Bini. every time Hillel said Bini to this stranger, this mechutzaf, it calmed him down. The way you talk to a person, it's going to calm you down. Rabbi Kalish says, based on this Gemara, Hillel didn't know the guy. In the first conversation, the guy calls him out, Arab Shabbos. And he says, Bini, three times. Okay, maybe he didn't know the stupid question that was coming. But then the guy waits an hour later. And then an hour later, again, each time he says, Bini. So he says, this is the Ramban, the Geras Ramban. If you answer someone, Benachas, it diffuses your anger. Not only are you not going to get a provocative answer in response, but it diffuses your anger, which is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous Moser Haskell in how we talk. The, the Gemara is going to say, what? The Gura in the Zegeris. Correct. 
Correct, correct. We're actually going to speak about a parent with, with Lush and Hara to the kids. We'll get to that in the next fila. Thank you, Blazer. Yes. So this is just a beautiful thought. So and and so we see, by the way, in the Chassam Sofer when he gives his uh, when he gives his hespate for his fa- for his father-in-law Rav Kiva Eger, he brought up this point also. He said that we saw on Daf Dalid that the halacha is always like David Hamelach. David says Shomer ki chasid ani. He says I'm a chasid. What's that referring to? David Hamelach saying well, all the other kings are getting up early in the morning to discuss their how many chariots they have how much gold they have, how many wives they have, I was getting up and dirtying myself with damnida, with the blood, answering Shilas and Tum of Atara. I was dealing with stillborns, I was dealing with placental, the afterbirths, I was dealing with damnida. He was getting dirty, David HaMelech. And the Gemara says, Som tosim alecha melech, shetehei imoso alecha. The Gemara Sanhedrin, Davchav says that you put a, 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 a melech, the, the fear of the melech should be on you. You know, if, if a melech, shemachal kvodo, ain kvodo machal. A melech can never go ahead and forego his, his kavod. That, that's not his right. The Gemara, the Chumash says, Som melech melech, you, have an, you have to put a king, that his fear has to be on you. And this is David HaMelech, who was getting up early in the morning while all the other um, kings were discussing plans to go ahead and, and expand their, expand their, uh, their, their, um, their reign. And, and, and talking about their wives and the parties they're having, David Melch was getting up and dealing with He was dealing with literally getting his hands dirty. So that's why the Gemara says there that the halacha was always like halacha David Melch b'chomakom. The halacha was always like David Melch because he says he's a chassid. He was a tzaddik. And that's what Rav Chassam Sofer said about a shver, Rav Kiva Eger at his hespeid. <clears throat> Similarly, so you see if you're a chassid, the halacha is like you. If you're an anav, the halacha is like you. So it's possible because of this tefillah by Rava, where he says that I am afar ani bechayai, the chomer b'misasi. I'm I'm literally like dirt. So it's possible that that's why we paskin like him because the anivos, the the ben adam lechaveru, ben adam makom that he that he showed, despite the fact that he was the great Rava, it's possible based on this tefillah we see how, how much of an anav he was. It's possible that that's why we paskin like him over a bayi. Just an interesting thought. Okay, the Gemara continues. Gemara says, Marbre de Ravina. If anyone bets the 400 Zuz, if I get angry, you're going to win your bet. So I wouldn't, uh, I'm a li- much different than that, Hillel. So now, so Marbre de Ravina. So the following, Kihava Messiah, Slusi Amar Hachi. So when Marbre de Ravina, the son of Ravina, would go in and finish davening, he would say as follows Please stop, my God. Please prevent my mouth from speaking Lashon Hara, and from something, and also from my lips from speaking false. And those who go ahead and curse me, my soul should remain silent. Obviously, this should sound pretty familiar. We say this at the end of Arshman Esrei. Vinavshi and my soul My soul should be like the like dirt. The whole. To everybody. Interesting, by the way, what this possibly means. Two possibilities. Either <coughs> Tosfa says that we're giving ourselves a bracha. The bottom Tosfa, uh, the top Tosfa says, V'nafshi Tosfa says, Ma'afar eno mekabel kelel olam, just as there is no end, there is no shortage that dirt is a infinite amount of dirt in this world. Kenyi <coughs> Ratzon may be the will of a Baruch Hu, 
Shazari lo yechala olam k'mo shu omer yezar Just as the Kodesh Baruch Hu promised to Avram that our progeny should live forever like the Afar Aretz, that, sh- that we're saying that in our tefillah, v'navshi, and my soul, meaning my soul that will live on in future generations, also could be ka'afar, or the other possibility says the Marsha, that I should be viewed as nothing, as ka'afar, like dirt and dust, so that no one's even machshed me enough to curse me. In other words, I shouldn't be on anyone's radar. I should be so low in their eyes that no one's even concerned about me. Oh, he's a nothing. I'm not going to curse him out. So two possibilities. So when we Manesrei, we should have both of these in mind. Vinavshi ka'afar lakotia, my neshama, my nefesh, should be like, like the promise that you made to Avram, that we should never end. B'nai Yisrael should always continue to grow and multiply. Which always should be uh, multiplying, or that that I should be so insignificant in other people's eyes that they don't even consider cursing me. That I should remain silent, that it shouldn't warrant a response from me. Yeah, but also those who are cursing me, yeah. you should they silence the, them. Yes. They right, so they should be silent like, right. the, like the rock. Correct. So don't, right. Okay, good. Open my heart to your Torah. I should chase all of your mitzvahs. Please uh, save me from any evil mishaps. A, a, a bad woman who will have a bad influence on me. And all of the bad happenings <coughs> that come to this world. All those who wish evil upon me, please nullify and overturn their bad plans, their intentions. And please go ahead and ruin and overturn their evil thoughts. May my words find favor in your in your uh, in your eyes. Similarly, may my thoughts and my heart also find favor before you, my rock, my redeemer. Now. We know we say this in Shemona Esrei. This pasuk Elokein is an exact, uh, an exact replication, right, of the pasuk in uh, in Tehillim. Prevent your lips from speaking evil. You know the, the famous story. Why do we need a separate fila for lashon hara? Why do we need? What is lashon hara such a, a, a magnet for all of us? So in fact, the Gemara Bar Metziah Daf Kuf Samachay says it is. We are all over what's called Avak Lashonara. Avak means the dust of. We are all over, sadly, Lashonara to some degree. And therefore, it's such a powerful uh, draw to us that we require a separate fila for Lashon Chamera. We dive into Hashem that He should prevent us from saying any Lashonara. What's scary is the Rambam gives a list. The Rambam gives a list of Averos or list of people who lose their share in Olam HaMS. Listen to what he says. This is crazy scary. The Eluhain. This is the people. She'ein lam chelek l'olam haba. The following people, says the Rambam, the following are the list of people, says the Rambam, who do not have a share in Olam Haba. Um, those who deny the existence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, from Torah, who deny the legitimacy of Torah Misinai, from if you don't believe in Tchias Mesim or via Sagoel or Mashiach, or those who go ahead and they cause the others to sin, they cause the, the populace to follow them <coughs> and they lead others to do Averos. 
for a portion mitzvah chetzi, mitzvah chetzi, or those who separate themselves from the ways of the community. Va'osa averos biad rama b'fresa kol yakim. Those who go ahead and do averos publicly to desecrate a kosh baruch whose name. Va'hamosrim those who tell them a moser moser is someone who tells the courts on another yid. Umatile eimal tzibur shlo shem shemaim. You go ahead and still fear your fear monger. Shofchei damim. You murder. And if you speak Lashon Hara. And then last one he says, So if you try to cover up your bris by stretching your foreskin. But he said, Lashon Hara, murderers, kofrim, apikorsim, people who are machte the rabim. You go ahead and you cause others to go ahead and to sin. And, and people deny in the authenticity of the Torah. You don't believe in Kosh Baruch Hu. Oh, and Lashon Hara. People involved in Lashon Hara. The Rambam says there is no chelek in Olam Haba. This should make us cringe. Should make us cringe. So we see why we need a separate tefillah because the Rambam says that if you're Osek in Lashon Hara, it doesn't, you know, we, he doesn't really expound, but it doesn't mean probably if you listen to it once, but if you're something that you're a regular in and you go ahead and not only do you hear it and accept it, we'll see in a second, the Aveira is not just hearing it, it's a bigger Aveira to actually hear and listen and accept what you're being told as true even more than the person who's gossiping and telling you over the Lashon Hara. We'll see that in a second. But how scary is that? The Ramam says if you Lashon Hara, <clears throat> you are actually, you don't get your share in Olam Haba. That's what he said. When you speak to Jews that are Reformed, they say, oh, I don't have to observe this because I'm Reformed. Where do they fall there? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Not just that. They, they don't believe the authenticity, the, the, the divine authorship of the Torah. Right, they don't believe that the Torah is from Arsini. They believe it adapts all the time. So, yeah, I mean, thank God we're not in that camp. They'll have to answer for it. I, I don't have an answer for you, but you're 100% right, Shlomo. It's a big problem. Yeah, you <clears> just <throat> finished the daf that said that uh, if you spread a guba, it had, now all of a sudden you got to believe it. It's got halakhic ramifications. you got to go around. <laughs> Maybe it's true. But, and and it's, oh, it creates More a, a, a whole... Uh, Cascade of events. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the first Pasuk, where do we have the source in the Torah? It's interesting. The first Pasuk in Vayikra, Sefer Vayikra, it says, Vayikra al Moshe, Vayidabra Hashem elav me'ol moed le'mor. Hashem spoke to Moshe Olmeim, saying, and the, the Gemara in Yudalid, in Yumadaf Dalid, Yumadaf Dalid says, a person can't tell him, <clears throat> if I tell Stephen something, he does not have the right to speak, tell it over to Jason, unless I tell him what I told you, you have now my permission to speak to Jason. That's what the Gemara says. Stephen can only go to Jason if I say, Stephen, I'm about to tell you something, and you have my permission to speak it over. But if I tell you something, we have to assume it's in confidence, just like you're really not supposed to, Ray Goldberg spoke about this <clears throat> in a very informal meeting a couple weeks ago after Shul, that if I send you an email, you shouldn't forward it to someone else without that person's intent, without that person's knowledge, because the intent was never for that person to see it. I sent you an email, you shouldn't be sending it to a third person if I authored it with my name. So that's why I had to say the word lay more here. Hashem tells B'nai, uh, Moshe, lay more, you can say over to B'nai Israel. Had he not said that, said the Marshal, that I, Moshe would never have been able to tell this over to B'nai Israel. So what does Rashi say there? So listen to what it says there. So Gemara Yuma Daftal says, Lo Yomar Adam Davar Lechaver Lemkein Korei Olemor 
Only here, because Hashem said the word Lemor the extra time, he was already speaking to Moshe. Then he said, saying, that gives Moshe the permission to give it over now. Rashi says the word Lemor means Lo Yomar. Rashi there in Yuma says, you should not say, unless I give you explicit permission to go ahead and say. <clears throat> now, by the, by the way, the smog was a Sefer Mitzvah's Gedolus. We spoke about in the past when he counts the Sefer, his Minyan mitzvahs actually says clearly that, that this is a losase. He counts in the Mitzvah Tet, in his ninth Mitzvah, <clears throat> he counts the Isra of Lashonara as a full-blown, as a full-blown losase. It's interesting, the Rambam in Hokos Deos lists three different violations. When you give over something, you violate um, Rechilos, which is gossip, Lashonara, evil, and, and if you actually, what you're saying is false, you're also over in something called Motzi Shemron. <clears throat> now, the Gemara in Pesachim, which means you're giving someone a bad name, the Gemara in Pesachim, Tavkuf Yudches, says, actually, the Isser is not only to speak Lashonara, but also to listen and accept it as well. You cannot accept it. And the Rashbam says you cannot accept it even if you hear it. And the Rambam actually says that we just mentioned that the one who hears Lashonara and accepts it as truth violates a bigger Avera than the one who actually spread it in the first place. Now, it's interesting, the Chafetz Chaim, who we know was the master of <clears throat> how, how controlling himself. How do you... I don't understand. I mean, how do you teach yourself not coming to, to you and telling you... So don't believe it. But how do you know if it's not true or true? Doesn't, that's the whole point. But, but, but that's the answer. That's the, that's answer. the whole point. You should assume it's not... Just, just throw Even it on your mind. something good? Well, we're not talking about something... But, so... Two things. Yeah. Yes, it, uh, yes, because what if someone says, I just, you know, this guy, Cohen, he just won the lottery. He's worth $50 million. That's not my benefit if you know that I'm worth $50 million. So even if it's something good, if it's Lush and Hara, right? By the way, you're not supposed to speak about someone's financial successes either with someone else. Because then all of a sudden... Well, you say something, your daughter got engaged. That's something else. That, that Presumably the person wants to, to publicize that. That's something else. Well, clearly the Gemara that you were speaking about says, okay, yeah, you're, yeah. that's a rumor that's allowed to go around. Right. So it's interesting. The Chafetz Chaim actually says it is permitted. It is the Chafetz Chaim in his Hilchas Lashonara says it is permitted to discuss things if the person's going to have a direct benefit. So if I speak to Ayal and I say, you know, he says to me, this uh, this boy was read to my daughter as a shidduch. Do you know them? I say, I know them very well. It's probably not a great shidduch for you. If he's going to benefit directly and it can prevent harm, that's not considered Lashonara. Now. You say it in a way just to get the point across. You don't belabor the point for three hours and say it's a rotten family, they're rotten to the core. And right? yeah, I mean, you put it in perspective. You just say it's probably not for you. One or two of the midos that this person has, it's probably not going to stim. It's but, not going to. You still said that within those two sentences. You still said what? No, but, but instead of belaboring the point for three hours, you, 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 you pared it down. Yeah, fine. So, but that's okay. You say the minimal amount you have to say to get your point across if it's going to prevent him right. from pain. For example, if someone texts you about a job, is this person a good, a re, a calls you as a reference, you're allowed to be honest. You have to say something good so the person hires him and then is stuck with a, with a bad employee and is going to fire him in two months and open a lawsuit for who knows with all, what's going on today. So if the person is going to benefit directly, you say it in a way where you're not out to make it personal. That guy is a oisvar, he's awful, he doesn't come to work on that. Just say it's not a good, it's not going to be a good shidduch, it's not going to be a good uh, uh, applicant. What about, by the way, there's an interesting scenario. Daniel Neustadt has a safer on the Parsha where he asks an interesting question on Halachos based on the Parsha. He asks the following. Let's say Ruvain is accusing Shimon of doing him harm. 
and um, is is Shimo now allowed to go ahead and exonerate himself by pointing to the guilty party? I didn't do it. I didn't steal your. I didn't damage your car. He did. So. Are you allowed to exonerate yourself by implicating someone else? Because that by implicating someone else, that's Lashonara. You're pointing, he went ahead and he flattened your tire. So, Aetis is just, just, well, you're not, let's say you're not Batoris Aetis. Let's, let's say you're not in that context. But is it true or not? Let, let's assume it's true. Lashonara is even if it's true. Moti Shemra is if it's false. Lashonara is even if it's true. So, now, you can go ahead and say that you are innocent, you cannot go ahead and point out that that person is guilty. That you're not allowed to do. But then he asks one other question. What if there's only two possibilities? Either you did it or the other person did it. And if by exonerating yourself and declaring your own innocence, by definition, you're pointing the finger at the other person. So then you're still allowed to do that, but only to the point of just saying, I'm innocent. You can't say, just say it wasn't me. The Allah is you can say, it wasn't me. And this is a very important point. Sometimes parents, and, and the Igros Moshe, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein discusses this. A Rebbe says, if you didn't do it, who did? And he tells this nine-year-old kid in, in, in his class, in yeshiva, the Rebbe saying, if you didn't put the, throw the spitball at me, who threw the spitball at me? Or who went ahead and uh, put a thumbtack on my seat? Whatever it was. Who did that? And so the Rebbe is asking the child. And the Rebbe Moshe says, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says, you're teaching the kid to be very makil, not to worry about Lashonara. If you're asking the kid, who did it? And he says, Shloimi, then you're, you're just, you're teaching the kid. That's not a good example, says Rav Moshe. So a parent, a Rebbe, a teacher should always be careful when they're teaching, to, talking to a child or to a student, not to make sure that they implicate. If they want to get themselves off, it wasn't me, I promise. That's one thing. But to say, you're not going anywhere. You don't get recess until you tell me who did. That violates. And you're not supposed to, when your parent asks you, the Chafetz Chaim says, when a parent asks you to speak Lashon Hara, you do not have to go ahead and listen. So there's so many things that as we, we, we teach our children, that these laws of Lashonara, very, very important. One last... Yeah. Adis is something else. Adis is something else. That was the question. Yeah, Adis is in the context of Adis is something else. That, that's not Lashonara. If it's Betoros Adis, if Reuven killed Shimon and Ischayev Misa, that's not considered Lashonara. It, 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 yeah, so so that's that's a good question. So that's a good question. Um, Maybe I'm how do you, it by mistake. How, he was working at the time. He was doing his diamonds. What can I do? Yeah, how, yeah. How, how do you how do you go about doing that? It's it's, it's a little a uh, little challenging how you navigate that. Yeah. Um, what if you had video? So video, then you don't need. Uh, you're not implicating him. You just you know the video is implicating him. Today, so that, everything, that, everything that was caught on video somewhere today, by the, someone's iPhone to the ring. I'm saying, this guy did it, you can say, watch the video, so who One, did it? Yeah, okay. One last point, by the way, on this, and my son showed me this this morning, um, that's why I was a few minutes late to, to davening, that there's the Sur Lashon Chameira, prevent yourself from speaking evil, the, the Chassam um, Sofa has something beautiful, and in Parshish Metzorah. He says, he, he quotes Perkeyavos. Perkeyavos says that we were born against our will. We're going to die against our will. We shouldn't think that when we're in six feet under after 120 years, that that's a respite, we're, that we're not going to have to answer for ourselves. He says, what is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes us to go through Yisurim, tribulations and trials and tribulations, challenges in this world to make it better for the world. Olam Emes gives us, we know that Risham get their schar in this world. 
Tzadikim don't get their schar in this world. We don't want to use our brownie points up here. We want a front seat up in Shemayim. And he brings, he brings the mission. He says as follows. He says, we, we should always accept everything that happens to us in this world, be'ahava, with love, so that in the next world we'll get our, our, we should recognize that we get our true, um, our true prize in the next world. And he says, this is amazing. He says, milomara. Teach your mouth, prevent your mouth from speaking negatively, meaning from viewing things that happen to you in a negative light. Things that happen to us in this world, says the, says the Chassam Sofer, should be viewed in a positive context. That everything Rosh Baruch Hu is doing is for our good. Everything Rosh Baruch Hu does for us is good. And that we're really saving up our rewards for the Olam Emes when it counts. So the Shon Chameira doesn't just mean prevent your mouth from speaking evil. Prevent your, about someone else. Prevent your mouth from seeing things that are done to you in an evil light. Don't think that it's bad. If something bad happened to you, that's a kapara, so that you have more in the world to come. So when we view things, we, if we have this, uh, this Sam Sofa in mind, hopefully we'll approach things in a very different way. The, the, the beautiful point today was, speak, ledaber benachas, the geras ramban, that speak, we should all have that in mind. When we speak to people, it's really to not just not to provoke a, a response in anger, but even it takes the, it diffuses our own tensions when we speak, if we speak benachas. Have a wonderful day. No share tomorrow, I apologize. No share next week. I'm away, I'm out of town. But we will, um, I'm, I'll speak with Steve and either next Tuesday or Wednesday, Rabbi Sachs will give the share. And so we'll pick up the week after. We'll, get, we'll finish 